Hello and welcome to TechBuzz India, your dose of the most important news and updates from the startup world in India. I'm your host Rahul Gadkari. Thanks for tuning in. We've been getting a lot of valuable feedback from all of you, so thanks so much for writing in. We've incorporated a lot of the suggestions you've given us so far and present this episode in a slightly new avatar. I'll start with follow-ups from the last episode. We'd reported that Byju's was likely to acquire White Hat Junior for 300 million. Well, the acquisition is now official. White Hat Junior, as I mentioned last time, is an 18-month-old company that teaches kids how to code online through live classes. The company pairs kids one-on-one with tutors, a difference from others in the space. Interestingly, close to 85% of White Hat Junior's teachers are women. Byju's which is India's biggest edtech company has acquired White Hat Junior largely with the goal of creating a stronger presence in international markets. White Hat Junior has a strong foothold in the US and recently announced plans to enter the UK, Australia and Singapore among other markets. Byju's also spent 120 million dollars earlier in the year to acquire US-based education gaming company Osmo. Now on to our main stories. In big news, the National Payments Corporation of India has given WhatsApp Pay the all clear. This comes after WhatsApp was asked to comply with local regulations and locate its data servers in India. Having done that, WhatsApp Pay now awaits a go-ahead from the Reserve Bank of India. So hopefully the day when we can make UPI payments from right within WhatsApp is not far away. Add to that the possibility of ordering your groceries and medicine. Yes, you are that right. There is a rumor that NetMeds might be acquired by the Reliance Group from within WhatsApp. And we're looking at the prospect of WhatsApp becoming a super app. But of course, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's see if they crack payments, which is easier said than done, given the incumbents, Google Pay and Phone Pay are deeply entrenched. Our second story is about Flipkart launching a new 90-minute delivery service called Flipkart Quick. Besides delivering groceries, dairy products and vegetables, the service will also ensure ordering of mobiles, electronics and home accessories. The service is currently available only in Bangalore and comes right on the heels of the launch of Geomart by Reliance. Flipkart has ramped up its warehousing capabilities in order to meet consumer demand. It will fulfill orders delivering via combination of Kirana stores and its own small storage facilities. What's interesting is that these facilities are smaller than you typically imagine and are located strategically within urban areas. Each facility is roughly the size of a small apartment. Flipkart acquired Walmart's India wholesale business not a while ago, which was more of a reorg than an acquisition really, but this gives Flipkart additional fulfillment firepower. Now consumers are going to be spoiled for choice when it comes to grocery delivery and are going to judge these companies purely on the basis of quality and price, meaning how quickly you can deliver and at what price is going to be all that matters. Now that's a tough nut to crack. Moving on, our third story is about Facebook launching Facebook Watch, a destination for music videos on its app. As if the space wasn't crowded enough, 
Maybe I'm being a bit cynical. But back to the story. Users have access to theme-based playlists to listen to and will also be able to access and discover music videos directly from the newsfeed or through search. At face value, there's nothing differentiated about a music video product. But Facebook has a few tricks up its sleeve, at least three that I can speak of. One, they've inked licensing deals with all major music labels, including T-Series and Saregama. Two, their personalization engine is very powerful. And just the way their ads seem to be eerily relevant, the music video's suggestions might feel just the same. And before you know it, you've spent 30 minutes watching a stream of music videos. And finally, the third point, they have a whole ecosystem around this product that artists and labels might benefit from greatly, pages, events, and community. Oh, and one final thing I might have forgotten to mention, they have over 300 million active users in India at the moment. Interesting to watch how this plays out. Now, all opportunities aren't created equal, at least not during a pandemic. In unfortunate news, both Swiggy and CureFit have let go of more employees after an initial round of layoffs a few months ago. CureFit laid off close to 600 employees. The company anticipates that it will take over a year for business to recover. CureFit runs a popular fitness center brand, Cult, which has not yet been able to open up as the government of India is yet to allow gyms to operate. The Mukesh Bansal-led company has pivoted to being a complete digital fitness provider, offering everything from online fitness classes, coaching, nutrition to fitness gear. The product is quite good and comes at a very affordable subscription price. Do check it out. Following CureFit, Swiggy has laid off an additional 350 employees after announcing that orders have recovered up to 50% of their pre-COVID peak. Swiggy referred to this as a final restructuring exercise, indicating that they expected no further layoffs in the times to come. 80% of Swiggy's revenues come from food delivery. The remaining 20% are made up by their grocery delivery and on-demand businesses. Moving on, are you a UPI user? If so, you may rejoice as the National Payments Corporation of India announced the launch of auto payments on UPI. The feature allows bank customers to make recurring transactions below 2000 rupees through their UPI apps. The move will help subscription platforms such as Netflix, Amazon and online billers reduce their monthly collection costs. Digital payment adoption has ballooned through the pandemic with both UPI and Bharat Bill Pay reporting record volumes in July. There were 1.5 billion UPI transactions made in July a number that grew 12% month-on-month. For Bharat BillPay, transactions grew from 17.6 million in June to over 20 million in the month of July. The release of the AutoPay feature should drive adoption of UPI for peer-to-merchant payments, as so far, the majority of UPI payments has been peer-to-peer. I'm surely very excited to try this out. Finally, some good news to end our stories. In a big boost for the Make in India initiative, Apple is now manufacturing its top-end iPhone, the iPhone 11, at its plant in Chennai. All the Apple fanboys and girls out there 
can possibly dream of a cheaper iPhone in the near future as this move saves Apple a whole 22% on the import duty it would pay on each device. Apple dominates the premium phone market with over 60% market share. The move to manufacture in India also opens up the possibility of the company manufacturing other devices in the country as its domestic market continues to expand. Moving forward, we'll be posting long-form content and analysis on our website instead of on the podcast. Follow us on the website www.techbuzzindia.in to keep up with the latest. That's all for this episode then. If you enjoyed it, please do share the podcast with your friends and family and leave a review on the podcasting platform of your choice. Do write to me with your feedback. We're growing the Tech Buzz India team and looking for folks on content, promotions and social media. It's a great opportunity to build Tech Buzz India into one of India's leading podcasts and become intimately familiar with India's startup ecosystem. Please send me a message at rahul at techbuzzindia.in if you're interested or know someone who is. Until we meet again, stay safe and thank you again for listening.